you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode 136 of your favorite righteous podcast. Coming up next. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Now, I put that up there because I'm going to be talking about the naked body, about sex, and all the stuff that grown folks talk about. But language-wise, it's still going to be clean. Just letting you know, just in case you got little ones in the car. What are we talking about this week? We're talking about stuff that makes you hot, whether it be music, firearms, or whatever. And I'm fighting a cold. Might be the HNIC virus. I ain't sure. But I'm going to make this one short. Zombie Strike. Um, I have part seven. No, part eight ready for you. But uh, I might have to split it in two. So this isn't the conclusion. This is only part one of the conclusion. The part two will come next week. Gotta thank Derek Ward for that, man. He's like hooking a brother up. I hope you like it. And if you don't, fast forward the bad boy. It's all right. Thank you for all your emails. And uh, let's go. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly pro-gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Little friend. And brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. That kid's a star. You're going to love it. It's a classic. All right. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to episode 136 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Blanchard, and you can reach me at ken at urbanshooterpodcast.com or blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. And you can call and leave me a message for me to call you back or leave a message that I can play on the show at 888-772-6262. Man, what a time we are having up in here. I feel some kind of good, even though I'm feeling like I'm catching something. I'm going to take me some NyQuil in a minute and go knock off. But before I go, I was just sitting here chilling, you know, and I was thinking about my time in the Marine Corps, and it was some some wild and fun times back then. I remember sitting in a squad bay on a Friday night, and I was going to wait till everybody got all dressed up and headed out, and then I was going to take my shower, because you know, kind of go in spurts. A shower in a barracks is almost like a, a prison shower, so many people up in there, but the acoustics were off the chain. And I remember buying this big old boombox and having a cable lock with the bicycle on that bottom bunk with the big earphones, which today would probably be like noise-canceling headphones. Had to block out all the crazy sounds. Yeah. I used to love that. I had little pictures stuck in the grill underneath the bed of my family and a girl that I was madly in love with but hadn't paid me any attention. Stuff like that. Stuff you do when you're under 20 and in the Marine Corps. But I remember waiting my turn. Boom boxes. Nobody has those anymore, huh? I remember this one thing I had. I mean, it was some it was some big cash I paid for this box. It took about six D batteries. Had all these LED lights and uh, a cassette deck. Woo! I thought I was high speed, low drag. And then later, back when I was in Camp Pendleton, I took out a loan for six hundred dollars back then, and bought this box that was about four foot long. Had two detachable speakers, more lights. It was kind of like that, um, 
that what's the name of that guy? That rapper. LL Cool J. I can't live without my radio. It was that was that time period. But actually, I was the kind of guy who would take his boombox out on the basketball court on an early Sunday morning before the Brohams got up and put my roller skates on and my music and do that Venice Beach thing on bass. And then when it got really bad on a Saturday, I might actually go to Venice Beach. I was one of those guys riding around doing the dancing back there in the 80s. Yeah, man. But we're heading to the shower. Timing it right so there's not 500 people up in there. And uh, sliding across the floor in them flip-flops, them little cheap things they used to give you. And uh, your, your towel is rough as uh, steel wool. Little shower bag, soap, shaving gear. And I'm sliding on to the, to the thing. And I remember... It was music playing in my head, and I thought, yeah, when I get into the shower, I'll start singing. It was just like a good feeling back in the day. Nothing like a good hot shower. And then you get all good, and you start feeling like you want to sing something, and you can almost hear the music in your ears.
Somewhere in here, somebody would grab a uh, grab a tile or a fake air guitar and start just joining in. And next thing you know, you got about four or five guys around you pretending like they're part of the band. nice just to this dream and remember right well welcome to the urban shooter podcast and that had nothing to do with firearms gun rights or nothing i just going back down memory lane let's get this party started shall we i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What do you think of the Urban Shooter podcast? Leave a review for Ken on iTunes at the end of this show. The news this week is mostly out of Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, where the next Supreme Court case is going to be heard. Chicago, the windy city. I think Chicagoans are actually getting sick and tired of getting beat down, shot, murdered. Even some of the religious leaders are starting to second guess or fight, you know, what was popular for common sense. Just three stories linked on UrbanShooterPodcast.com on episode 136 about Chicago. All given to me by Urban Shooter listener Jason. I really, really appreciate that. One of them says, are Chicago public schools policies to blame for the melee that killed Darian Albert? Seems like there's gangs growing up in the, in the different schools that are so bad, it's equivalent to having Crips and the Bloods and the Aryan Nations in jails 
all together at the same time. He says that even at Cook County Jail and other correctional institutions in the state, they have enough sense to separate gang members and racial rivals, especially when it's time for them to eat. Why can't anybody in the Chicago public system figure that out? And that's coming from um, a a guy named Davis that was quoted here. Unbelievable. But things they are changing, huh? Another story published uh, September 22nd says cops resident struggled with burglary suspect before shooting him. The man who shot and killed a suspected burglar who broke into his mother's South Shore residence on Monday apparently struggled with the man for a short time before getting hold of a gun and pulling the trigger, Chicago police said this morning. Maurice Smith, 45, of the 2900 block of East 81st Place, was taken to Northwestern Memorial Hospital in critical condition, but was pronounced dead at 5.30 p.m., according to a spokesman at the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office. Smith and another unknown suspect were attempting to burglarize the apartment in the 7100 block of South Coast Avenue about 11 a.m., when the man who lives there was awakened by sounds from the break-in, police said. That man, in his early 20s, struggled, apparently fought with Smith, retrieved a gun he kept in his residence, and shot him, police said. The other suspect fled the scene. The resident has not been charged with any crime as of this morning. Now, what that means is, even the cops, even the quiet, are choosing to be unlawful to protect themselves. It's only a matter of time, Chicago, before you're free. Hold on. Don't fight. Don't don't quit. Don't quit fighting. That's what I want to say. You know common sense isn't as common as it used to be. You know those laws have been wrong for 100 years. It's time to stand up and be counted. Here's another story. Hazel Crest officer shoots intruder in Chicago home. An off-duty suburban police officer shot and wounded one of the two intruders who broke into his South Chicago home tonight, authorities said. The two offenders broke into the rear of Hazel Crest police officer's home in the 8500 block of South Phillips Avenue about 7.20 p.m., Chicago said in a statement. The officer opened fire in the direction of the two offenders, striking one of them, police said. One of the offenders was also armed with a handgun. Both men fled, but were apprehended a block away on Essex Avenue. The wounded offender was taken to Advocate Christ Medical Center in Oakland, where his condition was unknown. The second offender was taken to Calumet Area Headquarters for questioning, police said. So you got the cops shooting somebody who's robbing his house. Not even the cops are safe. And then you got another citizen who chose to be illegal to protect himself. And nobody thought that was wrong which is not I know Daly has to be upset first it was the Olympics now he's about to lose his Dragonian gun laws hallelujah and like Moss told me praise the Lord and pass the ammunition now for you guys in Illinois and in Chicago I hope you guys are having a second amendment rally this June 26, 2010, because I'm making plans to be there. So if uh, you're having a rally, let me know. I'm trying to find out the right hotel to be in and all that good stuff. I want to be in the number. You guys are making some history out there. And I want to lend a hand and clap and shout with the rest of the Patriots. I'm trying to get my schedule together all together. I'm trying to go at least one place every month. 
Um, so I'm going to be pushing even more crap, trying to sell stuff and, and beg more money so that I can fund a travel. That way, if somebody asks me to speak while I'm there, I don't have to hit them up for no money and just just blab, you know. My new job, Inspire. That's it. But, you know, it costs money to travel. Blah, blah, blah. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's the news for this week, episode 136. Focusing on Chicago. Whole lot going on in the Midwest. Yeah. Hello, Urban Shooter Studio Line. Ken speaking. Hey, man. Your mama's so short, she poses for trophies. Damn, that was cold. Who, who is this? Well, your mama's so ugly, she looked out the window and got arrested for mooning. How about that? You know, one of the excuses or one of the arguments in the whole gun rights movement is the element that firearms has an element of sexual innuendo and that it is promiscuous, that it is prevalent, perverted, somehow pornography um, related or pornographic in nature. And that gun owners like to carry firearms because they represent some lost premise. I have no idea what. But you know what's really crazy is when you try to debunk it you prove yourself wrong sometimes by the stuff you say. I give an example. I was talking about how rifles are just rifles. They're just tools. Um, I don't get all hot and bothered sexually turned on by a rifle. And then Ruger makes the SR-556. It might as well be have called Sexy Rifle 556. The thing has all the bells and whistles on it that you want. And once you start talking about it and talking about what you're going to do when you get it and how much it costs, your tone sounds exactly as if you were talking about a hot babe. Just throws your theory right out the water. Then on the same tone, you're talking about pistols and you can't see how anybody can get excited about a pistol. And for me, Revolvers, the most boring thing in the world. They work. They're like hammers. whoop de do. Remember that cult python? I saw one once that was chromed out. Oh, it was hot. I wanted that bad boy. I actually bought it, and I think it was stolen um, a couple years later. Only firearm I ever lost. But yeah, everything just changes. Goes right out the window. If you were in a court of law or you were looking at somebody from behavior science and you want to analyze how they were speaking. When you get all educated and you start talking about, oh yeah, auto pistols, blah, blah, blah. They're this, they're that. 1911, working off the John M. Browning design. And then you see something that somebody custom made. Um, Nighthawks really going crazy with that high-priced 1911 style, but the thing looks and feels really, really good. Um, The Kimber Raptor, there's some ones with like dragon scales and oh man you get like um the tool guy on there you start going uh, 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 over a pistol kind of just blows your uh, 
your cover. But that never happens to me. I never get excited about um, firearms. They're just tools. And um, make sure if you're giving that same conversation to somebody, you keep your decorum, even if you run up against something that really you know, rocks your world. Now, for women, I'm not sure how that works. I was at the uh, Caliber shooting indoor shooting range in New Mexico a couple of weeks ago, and we just popped in there, surprise visit. I got the wife to um, let me go for a few minutes, and uh, real nice people in there. I want to say a big how to do to Justin and uh, Anthony. Real good people, and they were showing me some stuff, and we were talking. And the wife sees this Taurus 45 concealment pistol. And um, she says, oh, that's cute. Now, I got to ask her later. Was that cute like a baby or cute like a like a dimple or cute like, you know, my butt? What? What's the comparison to the cuteness? So, you know. It's got some sexual stuff, maybe just because of our language. We don't have different words for it, so we kind of use the same words for stuff. That might be it, too. Just stuff I want you to think about over the next couple of weeks. And if you have um, some comments, be sure to send them to Ken at UrbanShooterPodcast.com. And let's discuss this on an intellectual level, you know. It's good to know what people think. But some of that stuff is damn hot. And I think the biggest thing that I debate about sexuality and that whole sex thing was that uh, back in the day, that was like my main hobby. Um, I tried to be Don Juan DeMarco, too. Uh, I was trying my best to love as many women as I could before I left the planet. And then when AIDS popped up, I was scared for a long time. I took about five tests in a row, making sure. I gave up like a paint of blood just to make sure my stuff was all right. Then I went straight after that. But that's a whole other podcast right there. Just telling you. I tried to hit everything that moved. It was, um, well, let me stop. Sex, firearms. What do you think? Talk to a brother. Inquiring minds want to know. Urban Shooter Podcast Studio Line. Hello. Another thing to you. Your mama's so fat, she tripped off 4th Street and landed on the 12th. <laughs> All right, man. Your mama's so old, her social security number is one. How about that? And if you have a yo mama joke for me, you can call me at 888-772-6262. It might just make somebody else laugh as well. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Black Man with a Gun by Ken Blanchard is a 148-page book with pictures showing the right way and wrong way to do things, different guns and techniques, and a great primer for new shooters, an icebreaker for the experienced shooter, and a tool for the activist. Black Man with a Gun is a book that easily explains and inspires with the humor of the most audacious African-American in support of the right to keep and bear arms, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard is a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counterterrorist, public speaker, and web personality. Ken has been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, 
The Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and now with his new podcast, The Urban Shooter on iTunes. In the book, you'll find A Letter to My Sisters, Buying a Firearm, The Racist Roots of Gun Control, The NRA, Your Rights, The Police, Religion, and Guns. Get your autographed copy today by visiting blackmanwithagun.com or by calling 888-772-6262. Get your copy now. Have you ever thought about what kind of holster you were going to carry your concealed weapon in? Well, have I got a holster for you. Crossbreedholsters.com. Their most famous, the inside the waistband super tuck. One heck of a holster. Crossbreed holsters come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. That's crossbreedholsters.com. Or you can reach them at 1-888-732-5011. That's crossbreedholsters.com. An Australian law enforcement officer called their gun registration, quote, an elaborate system of arithmetic with no tangible aim. They also called its crime control use a fallacy. New Zealand police called their gun registration system useless. Canadian registration has cost 1,600% more than originally projected, and a top Canadian cop said it does nothing to take one illegal gun off the street. And in Germany, some people estimate that upwards of 80% of all guns there are still not registered. So why do some senators, and some presidents for that matter, think that it will work in America? Arm yourself with facts to strip the gun control industry bare. Visit gunfacts.info and get your free copy of Gun Facts. Called Indispensable by Cam Edwards of NRA News, Gun Facts is your rapid reference guide to debunking gun control myths and shaming politicians into obedience. www.gunfacts.info And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. This is Zombie Strike. Part 8 Enemy Temple Central Jungle of Target Island 200 miles west of Hawaii 1800 hours local 26 July 2009 Countdown 2 years 5 months 5 days Sissy screamed as the snarling golem leaped at her She clawed for her MP7 as the hurtling creature crashed onto her knocking her to the ground. It slammed his wooden club on her prone form. Quentin grasped the golem's wrist before it could strike again. Quentin yanked the golem off of Sissy and slammed it into the tunnel wall. The golem wasn't even phased, but the force of the blow did make it let go of his club. The golem slipped out of Quentin's grip and attacked him. Quentin barely had enough time to get his arms in front of his face and body before the golem raked across him with a claw-like nails. Quentin screamed in pain as the golem attacked again. He felt the bite. The tunnel exploded with thunderous sound. The golem jerked to the side. Colin fired again and again and again. Each bullet drove the golem back a bit more. Colin kept firing until his Glock locked back 
on an empty magazine. The Golem tried to take advantage of Colin reloading, but Mateo's first round landed a bare instant after Colin dropped the magazine out of his pistol. Mateo's fire wasn't the steady staccato that Colin used to drive the creature off of, of Quentin. Mateo's fire was slower. Mateo wasn't trying to drive the Golem off his teammate. He was trying to shatter the stone talisman the Golem wore around his neck. Hold your fire, Quentin, yelled over the gunfire. Mateo dropped his sig to a ready position. Quentin charged the Golem. A deep guttural roar erupted from Quentin. The warhammer flashed in the tunnel's faint light. The blow easily shattered the stone talisman before picking up the wiry golem and flinging it clear out of the tunnel. The golem crashed into the zombies that were still waiting at the tunnel's opening. Strangely, the zombies began fleeing as fast as they could from the golem as it scrambled to its feet. Granted, it was like watching turtles running away from a ferret. The golem sprinted back into the tunnel. Mateo and the Steve opened fire, but the golem's zigzagging run threw off their aim. The golem bounded off the tunnel's wall at Colin with his arms outstretched. Colin casually brought it up his glock and fired five times. The golem's body fell lifelessly at Colin's feet. The Steve holstered his weapon and sprinted to Sissy. The team sniper was curled up whimpering. The Steve whispered into Sissy's ear and plunged a syringe into her. The medic laid Sissy down onto the dirt floor and began splinting her left arm. As the Steve tended to Sissy, Quentin walked over to Mateo. Quentin's face was pale. Matt, the golem bit me, Quentin whispered to his team leader. Damn, are you sure? Mateo asked. Quentin could only nod silently. Mateo fought back sudden grief. The team just lost Jack. That was bad enough. This was every zombie hunter's worst nightmare. Not getting turned into a zombie. Having to put down your friend before he turned into one. Colin, Mateo said quietly, take over for Steve, please. Colin gave Mateo a level look before nodding. The medic looked up at his name. One look at Quentin's face was all the explanation that the Steve needed. Mateo, the Steve, and Quentin walked a few yards further into the tunnel. The light was dimmer and the shadows danced around the three men. The Steve said nothing as he pulled out his Kimber. No, no, Despara, shouted a voice in the darkness. The three men spun to the voice. Out of the shadows emerged a disheveled Hispanic man. The man was short and thin, with unkept black hair and a raggedy beard. His clothes were stained and torn. The man took another step closer and began speaking in rapid-fire Spanish. Mateo motioned for the Steve to put his weapon away. The man spoke for a couple minutes before Mateo silenced him. He says that his name is Dr. Miguel de Castilla, Mateo translated. He says that a bite from the golem doesn't turn a man into a zombie. How? Quentin asked, his voice breaking with sudden hope. The golems are some sort of special warrior. For the Zay Petotec, Mateo said. Uncertain of the translation. They were created using some sort of special ritual. They're some sort of recreated Aztec warrior, not really zombies. Zytotec? Quentin asked, carefully enunciating the name. Is that what he said? The man nodded. Even in the dim light of the tunnel, 
Mateo could see Quentin pale. Okay, so who's this Zippy Totec? The Steve asked. Zai Totec was an Aztec god, Quentin explained. He was known to the people as our lord, the flailed one. Flailed? Mateo asked, like what the Romans did to Jesus before crucifying him? Quentin nodded. Zytotec was the god of life, death, and rebirth, Quentin said. Those statues in the front of the tunnel were of him. This is starting to make sense. Dr. De Castilla grabbed Mateo and began speaking again. Okay, the doctor was an archaeologist working a dig in the Yucatan when someone snatched him, Mateo said. He woke up here. Apparently, the person in charge of this calls himself Zytuzin. This guy snatched a bunch of Aztec specialists and forced them to create the zombies. The doc escaped yesterday during some consecration ceremony. He thinks all the others are dead, killed by Zypatazin. He's scared, but he'll lead us back to the temple room. Dr. De Castilla nodded furiously. Matt, this sounds exactly like what we're looking for, Quentin said. We've got to stop Zypatazin. How bad, Mateo said. End of the world bad, Quentin said. This is Zombie Strike. Hi, Urban Shooter listeners and lovers. Visit the new UrbanShooterPodcast.com. There's a new email contact, and you can read past and new show notes for each episode, comment directly online, Check out the wiki, the zombie page, and all the cool stuff on urbanshooterpodcast.com. All right. That means it's time for me to go. And uh, I ought to go, right? Wasn't I silly this week? I tried. I know some people are going through some stuff. It's hot in some places. It's cold in others. It's raining. Snow is happening already in parts of the country. And uh, on top of that, there's some negatives happening in the world. And you don't have to be the balloon boy to be affected. Thank you for listening. Um, special shout out to my friend Art. Hope you find that position soon, Doc. Um, Yens, keep on trying, man. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And uh, you, and you, thank you. Thank you so much. Big shout out to all my fellows and sister at the Gun Rights Radio Network, where we're still podcasting freedom. Non-stop. Getting bigger all the time. Check us out at gunrightsradio.com. If you haven't received a book yet from me, um, please order it. You'll find it at blackmanwiththegun.com or on amazon.com. It's there too. They, it's coming from me either way, but if you get it from Amazon, you won't get an autograph. And if you haven't shot your zombie targets yet, check those out. Check out the UrbanShooterPodcast.com, like DJ says. Michael, love you, man. Mark, looking forward to being on your show. Hopefully, I'll be on the ARMS American radio station this week. Didn't make it last week. We had technical difficulties. You know how that happens. But I can't complain. I don't have a radio show yet. I'm just happy somebody asked me to be on. For my Arizona Citizens Defense League, hey, big shout out for you guys. Thank you, all my Facebook fans and friends. Uh, you make the day go by so much better. And don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Urban Shooter Pod. 
That's the show's Twitter. And Ken Blanchard with two N's. I'm still tweeting there every once in a while. And where else can you find me? You can find me here whenever you need me. Call me. Peace. Hold up, hold up. Shalom, baby. There we go. Now we can go home. And you know what? Where is mama? All this sexual talk. Yeah. Come here, baby. Let me chase you around the furniture for a few minutes. Thank you for listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Ken would love to hear from you. Email him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. Gunrightsradio.com.